Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of At Your Service. That's right. Brig Thursday night right here. Greg Damon in the house. We're hanging out all the way till 10 o'clock tonight, my friends. I hope you're having a good time. Beautiful night outside as well. Well, in the studio, we have uh, Brett Cassidy. He has been kind enough to come down and join us. He is the author of Nightmare Success, also has a podcast of called Nightmare Success as well, and talks to uh, prisoners. That's right, talks to prisoners and how they fared in prison, how they fared out of prison and stuff like that. And he's been kind enough to come down and hang out with us here on KMOX tonight. Brent, thanks for coming in. A little little kind of crazy. I appreciate it, Greg. I, uh, I was in the wrong building about five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Shows you what I know. That's right. Well, just wandering around the city downtown here. As as uh, many folks know, uh, our studios used to be right across the street from the Arch, and uh, so Brent and I have been in contact back and forth. And uh, uh, so he gets a call, says I'm here, and then uh, we'll get on. Can't find him anywhere. And hey, Greg, I'm looking at your email, and you had all the information <laughs> right there. All I had to do was look at it. Well, that's probably the first one I've wrote correct then. So. <laughs> Because usually it's me being the one that's all all messed up. But uh, hey, man, thanks really for coming down and uh, and hanging out with us. Uh, just a uh, you know your podcast is amazing. Uh, first of all, I, I can't wait to read the book. I mean, it's I, I'm like chomping at the bit already. You know, I just almost want to just stop doing the show just so I can start reading it. But uh, I, I guess for folks playing the home game of at your service tonight, just talk a little. Let's just back up. Now you spent some time in Leavenworth. So let's go ahead and back up a little bit and, and, and give some background on yourself. I did. And 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 I do have an, a podcast, Greg, that's um, Nightmare Success In and Out. And it is um, it is unusual from the fact that I, I am interviewing guys that I was in Leavenworth with. And um, I'm enjoying the platform because these guys, um, they all have different stories, but it's really based around the idea of what happens when your worst fear becomes your reality. How do you deal with it? How do you get through it? And then these stories, I think when people listen, they see that there's a little bit of nugget of something that they can use in their own life when they come up with obstacles. You don't have to go to prison for this, but just when you have obstacles, how do you get around them? How do you get underneath them? How do you climb across them? Um, Yeah, my situation was, is um, you know, I grew up as a kid thinking that I was living a pretty normal life. Um, and I got to say, I've lived, even though I have um, 
had some tough times and, and obstacles that I've had to deal with. Uh, I've had a really good life. I've got a great wife, three beautiful daughters. And, um, but my life was uh, one where Southwest Missouri, Springfield, Missouri is where I grew up, loved it. Um, I got to St. Louis um, when I was a, uh, just out of eighth grade. And um, six foot one in seventh grade, thought I was going to be an NBA player. I never grew again, so that didn't happen. So, <laughs> but the uh, reason we moved to St. Louis was is I grew up with a dad that was bigger than life. He was a guy I idolized. He was charismatic. He was, you know, he, he was uh, he, he took his high school team state championship. Was a D one athlete. Graduated number one in his law class. Went out and just boom hit the business scene. And, and to me as a kid, I want to be just like him. Sure. 15 years old, my dad tells me, this golden guy, the, the, the golden touch, that he is going to prison. And it was just like I just, he was talking to my brother and me, and I just, I was seeing his, his mouth move, and I just couldn't quite hear what he was saying. And then on top of that, boys were moving to St. Louis. So it was a big change in my life, but... Um, Dad got out. He, as he always did, he created himself over again, and I got involved in that business. And it got to be a, a good-sized business. Um, Dad was—we had a—talking um, about the funeral side of it, it wasn't a sexy company, but it was a company that um, everybody had a common problem with, and it solved a problem. That was taking care of your funeral arrangements ahead of time. Sure. So you took the burden off your family or your wife or whatever the case might be and freeze the price, and, and that burden was taken care of. So that was a company that grew. Um, I was going to be a trial attorney and and um, had a real problem with the LSAT. I just couldn't quite get that, Greg. I was just And so I joined the business and had found out that I had a little knack for um, – for sales. So uh, I got into the business. Dad got into the finance side of our business. I got into the operations sales side and, and the company grew. And fast forward, we, uh, we went from three states to 22 states and uh, got a lot of positive press. Um, my brother and I had a, a company called Forever Enterprises where we did life stories uh, for people. And, and that was for them to... Uh, uh, each chapter of their life, it was stored at the cemetery. So you went up to the granddaughter that didn't know the grandmother and they could touch the screen and there yeah. it was. So life was good. And then we got into a mess um, with uh, a reinsurance company that we had and um, all hell broke loose. And we went through a six-year battle and it was just uh, uh, a nightmare. And uh, we got involved with uh, everything that you wouldn't want to get involved with when you're fighting the government and you run on adrenaline and stress and all the other things. But uh, in the end, we lost and uh, six of us got indicted. Um, I ended up getting, dad ended up getting a 10-year sentence. I got a five-year sentence and a few other people got seven, three, and one sentence. So 
there were six people that, that got indicted and went to prison. So my story, my book, is about what happens when your worst fear becomes your reality. How do you deal with it? How do you live with it? How do you get around it? How do you get over it? How do you step through it? And the title, Nightmare Success, is that, is, you know, everything you ever want in life is really, those two words don't usually think that they go together. Sure, absolutely. But they do. Because if you're trying to get somewhere, you're going to have to deal with your fears, your unknowns, get out of your comfort zone to get through whatever you got to get through. And the, the title of Nightmare Success is just that. How do you get through uh, your worst fear and adapt and survive? I mean, this has to be obviously just changing your life upside down. Obviously, at 15, it's got to change your life upside down. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, hey, I am living this nightmare myself. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to do some business. We're going to come back and get into it. How about that? Great. Hey, visiting with us, folks, Brent Cassidy, Nightmare Success is his book, also podcast. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. You're listening to At Your Service on KMOX. Stick around. More to come. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everyone. Thursday night here on KMOX. It's at your service. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair in the house with us. Brent Cassidy, new book out called Nightmare Success, also podcast. 
about uh, nightmare success, and we're going to get into that. Obviously, if you were listening, the very first segment we talked about uh, his background and uh, just to the point where he's getting ready to go into uh, Leavenworth again. Brett, thanks for coming down and hanging out with us here on KMOX today. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. So, as I said, I mean, this has got to really, like, turn your life upside down when this happens. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I I remember the day that it happened. And because the, you know, you had that moment. And when I was a kid and I was visiting my dad at Marion, he had a six-month sentence. And I remember when we would go there as a family, when we drive in, I'd say to myself, man, this will never happen to me. This will right. never happen. I'll never. I'm not find, laughing at you. Not going to find myself here. And when we left, I'd say the same thing, man. This will never happen to me. And the other thing that I was thinking was, I can't believe we're this family. We are a family that goes and sees my dad every weekend at prison. And you know, those two things as a 15 year old kid, they do stick with you. But the day that it happened to me, life couldn't have been any better. And I think that's one of the things about life and business is, is you know, one of the things that I find. You know, one of my biggest mistakes was is that uh, I was caught by a blind spot and things were good and I wasn't paying attention to some of the things I should have been paying attention to. And it was a family business, so everything gets all tangled up. And I, I, I'm not sure if I'd recommend family business for people because there's, you know, in our world, my dad handled the, the insurance side and I didn't get tangled in his world and, and he didn't want to handle the operations and sales side. So we never invaded each other's territory. Yeah, but you have to think of yourself. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not a criminal. I didn't rob a bank. I yeah. didn't you know, I'm not that guy. Yeah. And it's just um, man, when you get into the world of uh, finance and, and layers and rules and all those different things, the day that it happened to me we were going up to Nantucket, and my kids were already there. My wife didn't want to ever fly the dogs, so we were we were driving. It's a pretty long drive. Sure, absolutely. And I'm getting gas in Ohio, and I and the phone rings. I'm I'm kind of grabbing my pocket to get the phone out, and and it's it's the president of the insurance our insurance company. He says, Brent, I just had the weirdest phone call. He said this lady called from the Ohio Department of Insurance. I'm looking around. I'm thinking I'm in Ohio, and she says she's got information that's going to bring the company down. And man, I swear, I I broke in a cold sweat because I had lived through this nightmare before. But sure, this was me in this nightmare uh, with Dad and. Um, you know, Dad was one of those guys that, because he was just so darn smart, people would say, you know, he plays in the gray area. Um, and I just thought, well, it's, you know, it's because he's so smart. And, you know, I thought, well, he, he might think of things that maybe the statute and the legislators had. But, you know, looking back on it, you know, loyalty and trust and all those things, even in a family, you probably ought to shake each other out, make sure that everything is what it should be. To this day, um, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today without my dad. Um, he was one of those guys that would find talent and he'd build you up and you, you could stretch further than you ever could. Um, so when I got into this disaster, um, because I had, not, I had lazily not gotten into the insurance side of business, I don't like math. I didn't like that. It was a place where we dumped money into, I thought. To, to secure ourselves, to pay for the funeral contracts, and that's just fine. We always had, always will. Everybody loved it. Um, but 
that didn't work out in my blind spot because things came up on that mm-hmm. side. And when they came up on that side, uh, dad, because he had gone to prison, uh, he came to me and he said, Brent, he said, I can't go talk to these regulators. Uh, he said, you're, I think, going to be our best voice to, to be able to go talk to him. I said, well, dad, that's great. But I said, you know, I've, I've, you're going to have to tutor me up on this because this is the one company I don't really care for that much. So you're going to have to tell me what we're doing and how we're doing. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to show off for him. I wanted to, you know, take and protect the company and the people in their lives of, of, the, of the jobs that were working there. So I was, I was wanting to take that step. Yeah, you want to be the best you can be. And so I jumped into the fray and, and went and talked to the regulators and, and, um, it was, uh, and there were two or three times I thought that we might save ourselves, and we, we just didn't get it done. But um, you know, in the end, you know, you've got, you know, it's it's just there's. I wouldn't wish going anybody being investigated for anything in the federal government, whether you're guilty or innocent. It is an absolute nightmare to go through. Um, and like I said, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude for the fact that my family, uh, my wife and kids and all of us stayed together because we had an incredible support system with our friends. Uh, the, the, the case was very public. And so we just said, hey, we're just going to survive this thing. Uh, you know, let's lock tight, stay strong, go with our, you know, the people supporting us and we'll get through this. We'll step through it. Um, the man, it was tough. And I, you know, I, it, one thing I can tell you, Greg, is when it finally came down to it and I knew that, uh, you know, my kids and my wife and said, listen, we've got to, this is, we got to give, we got to do, and we, and we can't go any further with this or we're, you know, we're going to lose you forever if you try to take this into trial or anything like that. And I knew that at that time we were, we were, we were done. It'd been six years and, and, you know, it, there wasn't a, there wasn't another, ba- uh, there, Jason uh, Rauschenbach, a friend of mine, says when you're fighting the federal government, it's like taking your beer softball team and telling them you can play the L.A. Dodgers. <laughs> you can play them, but you know it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. So I, it's and it's and it's hard to quit. It sounds strange, but it's hard to quit that even after you fought for so long. But you do get tired. You do just say, "Man, it's this is it." You're fighting for yourself, though. So I mean, you got to, yeah. you know, that's what drives you. Yeah, uh, but it it. it but I'll tell you something that happened to me that night when we really we got on a family call and we said, this is what we're going to do. You know, the the kids, uh, mom and my brother, were going to take care of the, the kids and them. And, and uh, everybody was going to get through this. And dad and I were going to plea. And um, I was really feeling sorry for myself. Just, you know, I'm a glass half full guy. And I thought, man, um, you know, maybe the kids would be better off, you know, without me, you know, this stain and, and, and Julie needs a fresh start. And I was very much in a, just diving down that dark hole of victimhood. And something hit me that night. Just when I hit rock bottom, I thought, man, I have got to pull myself together. This I from this point on, I'm flipping the script on this. Victimhood doesn't work. It takes all your strength away. Flip the st- script, be a survivor and then step into it. It gives you strength. And from that point forward, I thought no matter what happens, and I, I was scared of what was going to happen next. You know, it didn't, everything was the unknown. But stepping into it, I think that, and it's something I talk about in my book, nothing is ever as bad as your mind makes it out to be. 
It's strange. Nothing is ever as bad as your mind makes it, not even prison. And there's steps that you can do and principles that you can live by, I think, that can help you step through those things. And one of the reasons I wrote the book was for those people who feel like they're stuck, uh, they don't feel like a second chance is, is a possibility, they feel like uh, they have potential, but they don't want to step into the unknown, that whole feeling of being a prisoner in your own mind uh, I, I really think there's there's different things that you could do, and I w- I'd like to talk about some of those with with you, Greg. On what can you do when you do hit the wall? How do you step? Absolutely, through that? absolutely. Because you know, especially the last couple of years with everything going on, I mean, this affects everybody all the way around. Sure. So let's take a little bit of business. We'll come back. We'll get right into it. How about that? Great. All right, fantastic, folks. We are visiting with Brent Cassidy, and uh, we're talking about his book, Nightmare Success. Also, uh, he's got a podcast, which we'll get into a little bit later, but we got to do some business. Stick around. This is X is at your service. Welcome back, everyone. 9.32 is your time. You're listening to KMOX at your service here tonight. We are having uh, definitely a good time. Brent Cassidy's in the house, and we're talking about his book, Nightmare Success. Also, he has a podcast, which, as I keep saying, we're going to get into a little bit later. I promise I promise we will be able to do that again. Brent, thanks for hanging out with us and uh, coming down Appreciate to uh, KMOX. So, uh, before we went to the break, we were kind of talking about a uh, little bit about how you know, here it is the last day and you're getting ready and you're getting your family ready and you're getting everything ready Yeah, and and just kind of take us through some more. Yeah. So the night before that I went to Leavenworth, there's nothing like that. So I mean, you got to be, first of all, you got to be like, wait a minute, Leavenworth? Oh man. When I got that in the mail, that's when I knew everybody knows Leavenworth. So we went, my wife and I drove over that night to take a look at the place. It's got this huge campus, and strangely enough, it's got buffalo roaming in the front there. This is, I, I, they've always been there. There's just buffalo in the front of this prison. But 1879, this it looks like Shawshank. And I was looking. I could see the guys walking the fence and the barbed wire, and, and I could see some lights, you know, and you could see some bunk beds and that. And I was just quietly thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to be in there. Tomorrow night, I am going to be somewhere sleeping in there tomorrow night. So the day, the next day, we got up. I got a couple hundred dollars out of the ATM because I'd read that you could put money on your books and bring that in there with you. I went through the drive-through at McDonald's and got a Big Mac because I thought if I'm not going to eat anything I don't like for a long time, a Big Mac would be a good thing to go in. Thinking <laughs> of that, you go up to this huge. Now, granted, this USP, 1879, I mean, it looks the part. And that's where— It's got to be pretty ominous, oh, I think. Oh, man. And when you, you've got this gigantic building with all the barbed wire and the brick and the stone and whatever, and you just go stand at this gate. And I remember I took my coat off because I didn't want them to have my coat. And I walked over there, and it's January 14th. It's Kansas, and the wind's just blowing through there like, you know, how Kansas wind could be. And I'm just thinking, good God, this is cold. And Julie, my wife, comes out of the car with my my coat, and I said, no, Julie, no, I, I don't want him to have that coat. I love you. I'll be okay. I'm fine. And at that moment, I realized everything that I love is behind me. Everything in front of me is really scary and unknown. 
And, you know, it's funny, Greg, you know, when, when those gates open and you walk through that first gate and it closes and the next gate opens and you walk through that gate and you see the barbed wire, it's almost like you can feel your freedom shedding off of you. It's, it's almost like a physical feeling. And it's, um, my thought was, man, I'm going to have to have some strategies to get through this. I, I don't know what's coming next. But I have to have, and I had thought some about this because, you know, you, you if you're walking into the unknown, you you don't want to lose yourself in the unknown. You don't want to stop being sure. you. I have a fear of the unknown, so yeah, I, I, I get it. I think most people do. I mean, that's that's a common denominator for most people is the fear of the unknown because it's unknown. So here's a few of the things I thought of and, and it were things I used in business, but I, it became very valuable to me when I went into the prison. Um, the first one was, is humble yourself, look around, see what's going on, see who's getting it right. Who's making this place work. Is there a guy that's got a job that he seems like he's getting around the prison world better than others. And it's, it's amazing how helpful these these inmates were. But I would notice somebody and I go say, hey, you know, how do, how do you do this or how do you do? And and it started to work for me just as it did when I was in business, when I was a young 20 something and I read something in a magazine or I heard something and I call the guy up and he'd answer the phone and we talk about business and then I could implement it in my world. That's something whether you're starting a new job or a new situation, humble yourself, look around and see who's getting it right. The second thing was, is everybody, and in my world going into this, have you watched that movie, Shawshank Redemption? Sure. Okay. So Andy Dufresne has this vision in his mind of Zaywantaneo. And Zaywantaneo to him is the Pacific Blue Ocean, the, the boat that he's going to fix, that hotel that he's going to have people come and stay. But it, it's his passion. It lives, and he he knocks through that wall, chips away through that wall for 19 years, and, and he has that vision that, and he, he has the holes in his pocket, and he lets that that wall out every day. That's his reward. Sure. So, in my world, it was I've got to set new goals. This is a new world. Figure out what I'm doing, and you know, even today, I can remember exactly what it was. It was okay, Brent. You've got to. Um, Find a job. Got to get. You can't be sitting around here doing what. You got to be you. You got to find something, and and find a job. Uh, you've got to connect to the outside world. I saw these guys that were on these little computer things, and they were on the phone, and I needed to figure out how all that that worked. Um, I had to get into this program that, that and be interviewed to get a year off. There was there was this program that if you got interviewed and you got into it, you could get a year off. Nine month program. Uh, I wanted to read as many books as I've ever read in my life. I want to get in the best shape of my life. Those were my goals going in. And I wrote those goals down the night I got into prison. And it helped me. It steadied me to uh, continue to be myself in an unknown world. And whenever I felt like I was getting down, I kind of pulled myself back up with that. The third thing was, is win the day one day at a time. Unfair things happen. Hey, that's a that is a great model right there. Make a difference regardless. Unfair things happen one day at a time. Just take a step. For me, I had a calendar. My daughter, my youngest daughter, 
would send me a calendar every year, and I'd write in it every night. And if I didn't have something that I won that day because I'd had a bad day, I knew that I had to wake up that next day and get something that I could say I'd won something that day. Try not to have two days, two bad days in a row. And if you look too far ahead in prison, time shrinks. It becomes claustrophobic. So, And it does that in the real world, too. If you can tackle the day, win the day, then you're going to be better. No matter what, you're going to be better. Eat that elephant one piece at a time. The fourth one, learn from your mistakes. They do not define you, but they definitely make you wiser. The trick to all that is don't make the same mistake over again, obviously. But as you grow, you're always going to be making mistakes. As you step forward, you're always going to be looking to do, do new things, and you will make mistakes, but they... They mean you're growing. Don't be scared of it. Use it. The fifth one was a big deal for me. It was don't give in. Don't give up. Keep being yourself regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in. Otherwise, you will lose what makes you you. And that is one of the biggest things in life and I think in prison. They call it institutionalized when you get into prison. People get into these weird routines. They sit in the same spot. They walk in the same place. They work out of the same area. They And they get into these things they think they're controlling. But what happens is, is they hate that bad routine, but that becomes so familiar to them that they become unfamiliar with the outside world or freedom. And I think that when I've come out of prison, I can see that there's a lot of people that get institutionalized outside the fence. It's a bad job. It's a bad marriage. It's a bad situation. You have an opportunity, but you can't step into it because you've you become so familiar. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. And that becomes the warden of your freedom. That's the warden that keeps you from being who you want to be because you're so into that rut. You hate it, but it's the thing that you know. So that's, I, that's a big thing to state, you know. When I say that nothing is as bad as your mind makes it out to be, it's really true because as you start stepping into the things that you fear, you step and you think, oh, I wasn't so bad. You step again, it's like, ah, oh, maybe I could do this. You step the third, third time, like, I am on my way now. That's the thing that, you know, if, if people are willing to just gut themselves into that, it's a mindset thing too. Well, sure, it's tough to take that first step. It's a, it's a, that's exactly right, Greg. It's, it's, it's the first step that's really the whole thing. And I mean, I think that, I, you know, as you were talking about, as you as you said about this, this is really uh, for a lot of people on the outside as well, especially you think back here the past couple of years. I mean, it's been really tough for everybody. Yeah. And I think that and we were talking about this off the air. The the covid situation the last two years has given everybody a little taste of prison because uh, you've lost some of your freedoms. Uh, you, you can't go where you want to go, do what you want. to. Now, we're starting to see that we can start stepping out of that. Everybody's starting to feel a little bit better. But. People are a little bit uneasy with that too, you know. The, you, many many people are yeah. uneasy, it, and it's a it's a great divide in in the American public today. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It really is. All right, Brent, I'm going to take a little business. We're going to come back. I promise we're going to talk about your podcast and your book coming up. How's that? Great. All right, fantastic, folks. We are visiting with Brent Cassie. His book is Nightmare Success, also his podcast, and we're going to get into that. I promise. Right on the other side of this, stick around. More on KMOX.
Welcome back, folks. Thanks for hanging out with us here tonight on KMOX. That's right, KMOX is at your service. Greg Damon sitting in tonight. Hope you're having just as much fun as I am going all the way till 10 o'clock. Last segment of the evening. But I got to tell you, folks, Brett Cassidy, he's in the house, and we are talking about his new book, Nightmare Success. Also, he has a podcast, and we're going to get into that a little bit. Again, Brent, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us Thank and you, Greg. staying up late with us. Love it. <laughs> so let's talk a little about the podcast first. Obviously, that came first. Uh, Nightmare Success is the is the name of the podcast. Tell us about what you do and where yeah. can we So really what happened, Greg, is is when I I wrote this book, and and uh, the publisher was, you know, we're getting ready. You know, the book will be out in two or three months. And you need to start thinking about what you're – so I had been getting on some of these podcasts as a guest, and and I thought, man, I ought to have a podcast. To, and then I thought, well, what would I talk about? And I thought, well, I could just talk to the guys. I'd have all kinds of content for guys that I was in Leavenworth with, and we could just talk about life before prison, life in prison, and life out of prison – and the more I thought about it, I thought, well, that works. So we started this thing, and I got to tell you, I love it because it does so many different things, Greg. It's it's allowing these guys, first of all, I think that some people look at, peop- well, people don't know a lot of people who have gone to prison, and if they do, they have different feelings about that. But there's so many good people that have made mistakes and they're trying to get themselves out into the world and, and get another opportunity and get a second opportunity, second chance. And this platform gives these guys a chance to tell their story, who they are, the mistakes they made, how they got through what they went through. And I think it maybe connects a little bit of the people who have this, like, are they prison creatures, but they find out, no, they're just real people that have made mistakes uh, they want to get out and, and have a real life and, and make a, a second chance happen. And that's what I really like about it because they're so honest and, and, and so brutally honest with their stories that it, it, um, it gives you a little nugget of something in every podcast of how do you handle really tough situations? How do you get through a bad day? How do you get through a bad day in prison? How do you get through a bad day in life? Uh, what are your strategies? And and what were you thinking? Like when this happened, uh, what were, what was going through your mind? When they said 10 years in prison, then what? When you were doing this, then what? When you went in that first day of prison, how did you handle it? How did you assimilate? And all those different things, I think, create some commonality of the the people who I'm talking to, to the people who are listening to think we've got some things in common. We've got some things in common here, and these are some things also that maybe I could pluck out and use in my own life. And that's what I'm really enjoying about it. I, I got to tell you, I've, I've listened since since we've talked uh, last week. I, I've listened to several of the podcasts, and I I, I find it fascinating. I mean, it's just it, it's it's almost life changing. Listen to other stories like that, and again, what you talk about how they're almost the same as regular everyday people. It's because the stigma. Yeah, of being in prison, as you said, is just it's different for everybody. But everybody needs to listen to this and listen to their stories. And I'm not saying either that you know, I, I, the the 
recidivism rate is so horrible in the United States. You know, the the statistics are two-thirds go back in three years, three-fourths go back in five years. And there's there's certain reasons for that. You know, when somebody gets out of prison, they need a job. And the problem with getting a job, unless you've got somebody that really believes in you and wants to give you an opportunity, you're going to have to check that box off and you're going to have to tell the story about what happened. And that's going to be a tough interview. If you go to try to get a place to live, you're going to have to check that box off and you're going to have to tell them your story. And that's going to be tough. If you're trying to get a car, you're trying to get credit, same thing. So if you can't get those three things back in your life, uh, there's there's ways that these people can fall back into what they know best and it doesn't work really good. So there, I'm hoping that somehow, some way that that as we talk and people find out more that these people are, are really just people looking for an opportunity. I'm not talking about that people are hurt people and, and you know, the, the rapists and the murderers and those people. The people who hurt people should probably be away from people because sure. they, they're going to hurt somebody. But somebody who has made a mistake and they, they just are trying to get back into society. Um, they, I, I was reading not too long ago they had a, a, a job fair for um, ex-felons because it's so hard to, you know, get people to um, – to work. Now. Right. And it was, I mean, they, they couldn't have been more happy with the turnout that they had. And these fellow, the ex-felons were so excited for the fact that they were getting a real opportunity to be get, to get interviewed for a real job, to get into, uh, you know, a new life experience for themselves. And things like that. Um, I think the more the businesses are educated, that these people could be good employees, that they can be people that they can trust and, and get them into, uh, a new life for themselves. I think the, all those things uh, could make everything better for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't I couldn't agree more. I, and again, for folks out there, where where for, let's just do it right now. Where can they hear your podcast? Nightmare Success In and Out goes on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on Odyssey. We know that one. Uh, it's on Google and a couple other places you can get it. But uh, those are the big three. I I. I encourage everybody to go out and listen to uh, at least a couple Greg. of them. Huh? I appreciate you listening to it. Well, no, I, I it's it to me it's fascinating. I'm I'm a curious guy, you yeah. know. As I kind of told you, uh, many people I have on, they're always like, "Well, what questions are you going to ask me?" I'm like, you know, like I'm going to probably ask you one question, then I'm going to go off on a tangent <laughs> because I'm just a curious guy, and that's who I am. I fly yeah. by the seat of my pants. So, uh, you know, I I just find it. I, and I keep using the word fascinating. I find it fascinating because it is a similar similar to everyday life as well. Yeah. So we got about uh, we got about a minute here. Uh, where can folks find your book as book, well? Yeah, book at Barnes and Noble uh, can get it on Amazon, and uh, it's really easy. Amazon's really easy. I just got to point and click. <laughs> That's right. But uh, I've been lucky enough. I've been at Barnes and Noble here uh, a couple of different ones uh, doing signings and that. Really enjoying that, getting to talk to people. But uh, have you got any coming up that uh, we can talk I, about? I had, uh, let's see, the last one I did was down in Fenton, and uh, I, I think the date for, I don't have the date set for the one that I'm doing at the uh, West County Barnes & Noble, so, um, but I'm looking forward to doing some more of them. All right, so if you email me at camoxautoguy at gmail.com, I'll put you up with a date on that as well. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, man, I got to tell you again, thanks so much for coming down and, and hanging out with us. Just a wealth of knowledge. I, I want to have you back on. And, That'd and, be great. And we'll talk. Talk some more. Talk about prison and 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 just see where everything goes. The other thing too, BrentCassidy.com. Uh, everything about me and the podcast and uh, speaking and all those different things are on there. So uh, that's an easy one. BrentCassidy.com. 
Yeah, there you go. And that's Cassidy with a T. Yeah, we a, spell it wrong, Greg. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, again, thanks very much for coming down. Brent, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun having you on. Um, again, just spell your last name just so for folks need yeah, to Yeah, it's C-A-S-S-I-T-Y. All right. Not like Sean or David. That's <laughs> All right, now you got me on a tangent now, so see how that goes. Again, Brent, thanks so much for coming down. Folks, that's going to about wrap up this edition of the uh, KMOX, almost said KMOX Auto Show. This is KMOX's At Your Service on a Thursday night. If you want to get a hold of me, that's super easy. It's KMOXAutoGuy at gmail.com. I do answer each and every email. Feel free to shoot me an email. You got a problem with your your automobile? You just want to talk about something? You got something? Uh, maybe a good guest for the show, or you want to uh, discuss something as well, or want me to do some research? More than happy to do that. Camoxautoguy at gmail.com. Real easy to get in touch with me, uh, folks. I got to tell you, 21 years doing this behind the mic. I enjoy every minute of it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, beautiful Thursday evening here, and I think we'll be back on next Thursday as well to talk about uh, all sorts of stuff. I think I'm going to try to get Brent to uh, come back and, and hang out, and we'll, we'll talk some more as well. But for you folks out there, be nice to each other. Go get your cars washed. That's right. Get all that salt and stuff <laughs> off there. Be nice to each other, my friends. That's what it's all about. Get each other's backs. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a great time. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.